I saw white people washing the feet of black people in protests. Folks, it is unnecessary and patronizing to be washing the feet of black people. And black people, it is disrespectful to have other people washing your feet. Cut out the act. A black Republican is tired of your BS. Mr. Reagan. About a year ago, I met a very good man. A man by the name Errol Weber. Errol and I have been friends for some time. And, uh, well, we'll get, to the, we'll get to your candidacy later. First of all, I want to talk about a tweet. Because you tweeted something that went, it did go viral, I wouldn't say, but it blew up. All right, let's, I'm going to read you this tweet. I want you to react to it. But before we get any more into it, I have to sell you something. During a recent vote, the U.S. Senate has agreed to give law enforcement agencies access to web browsing history data without needing to obtain a warrant. First, according to Senator Ron Wyden, who opposed the bill, getting access to somebody's web browsing history is almost like spying on their thoughts. This level of surveillance absolutely ought to require a warrant. It is now more essential than ever to browse the web using a VPN or virtual private network. The VPN I choose is Virtual Shield because it's the fastest and it's the easiest, and it has a plug-and-play 30-day free trial. Here, let me show you how easy it is to protect yourself. I'm going to go to virtualshield.com, or I can download the app to my iPhone or from the Google Play Store. Again, it's a free 30-day trial. I just install it, and I click Connect. Once I'm connected, my IP address is now different than before. Virtual Shield is the easiest to use, has the fastest server connections, and offers a money-back guarantee. Due to the recent pandemic, Virtual Shield wants to offer you 50% off all VPN plans and all premium add-ons, including Protection Plus, Residential Access, and VIP Performance plans, all for as low as a cup of coffee. Sign up for a free 30-day trial to Virtual Shield VPN and see what all the hype is about. You have nothing to lose. Visit virtualshield.com slash Mr. Reagan. That's virtualshield.com slash Mr. Reagan, or click the link in the description below. If black folks are so routinely beaten up for their skin color, how come Jussie Smollett had to pay two Nigerian dudes to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> that was your tweet. You tweeted that. Blew up. Everybody loved this tweet. Why, why would you tweet something so provocative? Why? Why would you harass the, the Black Lives Matter movement in this way? Because there are so many underlying entities that are co-opting this Black Lives Matter movement and using it for their own ill gains. They're using it to stir and change public opinion. And while everyone's lives are important, and I'm a black person, my life as a black person, it is important and it does matter. But the entities that are pushing this Black Lives Matter initiative, uh, they have ulterior motives. They have ulterior motives. And, yeah, yeah. I, I 100% And I'm going to call them out on it every single time. Yeah. Uh, the statistics don't seem to be in their favor. The statistics are not in their favor. And one good example is... Over this past weekend in Chicago, I wrote a tweet about this, that 85 people were shot, 24 of them were killed last weekend, and 18 murders happened in 24 hours. Right. It, the, it is the most violent day in, the, in 60 years in Chicago. Yeah. 18 yeah. people getting murdered in a 24-hour span. Yeah, and that is a tragedy. That, and I mean, a legitimate tragedy. You look at the faces of the people who are killed. Yeah. 
those are black faces. Mm -hmm. Almost all of them are black mm -hmm. faces. And there's a certain point where we have to recognize that we have a serious uh, inner city violence problem in many of our predominantly black, predominantly Democrat cities across the United States. And we need to put a clamp on this. We need to get to the bottom of this. I spent many years of my film career making a documentary about police community relations. Mm -hmm. It touched on everything from cognitive psychology to implicit bias mm -hmm. to the need for emotional intelligence. All of these issues that are related to building a stronger police community bond. Right. Uh, because after doing this documentary film and showing the film over 200 times all across the U.S., I thought to myself, what is that next step for me? What is the next thing I can do instead of simply creating awareness? Mm -hmm. And the next thing I thought of was, let me put all these documentary ideas that I've been discussing with people for the past decade, let's put it into policy mm -hmm. and run for Congress. Aldi. Yeah, and a lot of this movement, a lot of the anger, uh, well, a lot of the, the ideas coming out of the movement, I mm -hmm. guess, seem to be drawn out of an emotional place. Yes not from an intellectual place. And I know this guy personally, and I would say that you're the best kind of person to address these kind of problems because you're not thinking about this on an emotional level. You do think about this intellectually. You do come up with actual plans. Um, I believe, of, of course, I can't tell what's in someone's head and in somebody's heart, but one of the things I've noticed is that Many people who have voted Democrat by default over and over again have been voting emotionally. Well, and right. Democrats yeah, have been preying yeah. on this emotion right. coupled with a lack of knowledge. Yeah. I was... You uh, need rational people in politics. Yeah, we, we because do. Because it's not an emotional job. If you put emotion into that job, you make huge, horrible mistakes. You make huge, horrible mistakes like overbearing legislation. All right, let me, let me get into some of your other tweets. Oh, there, there are bunches. Oh, there these are just bunches. a few that I found that I thought were particularly oh, some interesting. Some of them are frightening. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago is what happens when you elect leaders based on their superficial characteristics like skin color, gender, sexual orientation, instead of intellect, knowledge, and policy positions. That that's just today, what we're yeah. talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah, that was earlier today. So you, you have an issue with Lori Lightfoot in particular. We have seen what happens when an overbearing aunt mm -hmm. tries to be that overbearing aunt to an entire society. It's a great analogy. A great analogy. And all over we're seeing rights being trampled upon by Democrats who remain unchecked. There is a legislature that's in their pocket, there's a city council that's in their pocket, and they're quite fine making any decision knowing that the legislature will back them, their judicial mm -hmm. branch will back them, the courts will back them, uh, the city council will back them, and the police officers who have to carry out and enforce these orders, well, they're, they're just at the mercy yeah. of, of these mayors yeah. and these governors. I often talk about the Democrat position, really, that all the legislation Democrats try to pass as uh, the mom of the country, and Republicans as the dad. Right? Yeah. What does a good dad do? A, da a good dad prepares their children for the brutality of the world, toughens them up a little bit, gives them a little bit of common sense. An overbearing mother, helicopter mom, let's say, they want the children of the nation to suckle at the teeth of government from birth to death. 
<laughs> this is my position. <laughs> you know, they, they go, oh, no, don't leave home. Just stay here forever, son. You know, and it's like the whole country is being taken care of by mommy Democrat. It is a really good analogy. One of the things I do is I say folks who are on the Republican side, the conservative side, they're more like adults. And folks who are on the Democrat side or the liberal side, they're like children. Yeah. They want stuff for free. There's no accountability. They cry and whimper okay. every time they don't get their way. Yeah. These they are throw the tantrums and break things. These are the riots. Yeah. yeah. And it's then, a tantrum. Yeah. And you see why they're rebelling right now because finally, after years of uh, them being left to run amok, you have a dad come in and put their foot down. And this adult, this, this dad who comes in and puts their foot down is now not letting them run about with uh, no clothes on outside, is not letting them yeah. uh, run about tearing the house down. Yeah. You're talking about Donald Trump. Oh, I'm talking, talking about, about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Donald Trump. We'll get to that in a minute. But I love, I love how you expand the analogy. It's a beautiful, beautiful expansion <laughs> on that analogy. It's perfect. It's perfect. Another uh, tweet. How long until they give George Floyd the Nobel Prize? Yes, that was, <laughs> I love that tweet. That was earlier today. Now CNN, MSNBC, uh, the newspapers, the foreign press—they're all, you know, showing us how what a great man George Floyd was. Yeah, uh-huh. right? yeah. They're tearing down statues mm-hmm. in Europe because of George Floyd's death. They had they destroyed Abraham Lincoln statue. Yeah, yeah. they they have yeah. They have, they have uh, uh, funeral services, memorial services, that are broadcast on every news network, including Fox, mm-hmm. for I don't know how many hours. It oh, was. they want to name buildings after him. They want to name buildings after uh-huh. him. So clearly this is a great man. Why do you not seem to, because it's clearly a sarcastic tweet. Uh-huh. I'm sensing some sarcasm here. Why, why don't you believe that he's a great man as CNN seems to? I need to preface with... All actions of police brutality needs to be investigated and there needs to be justice. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't mention that, people will just think I'm, a, I'm the devil. And I believe it. I'm not just saying it. Yeah, with, no, no, uh, no. Yeah. We all believe it. I mean, yeah. that's a common sense you know, idea. Yeah. I'm oh, trying yeah. to think of what kind of person uh, would go up to someone's house, point a gun at a pregnant woman's stomach, and then have his cronies ransack that person's house and rob them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm just like wow yeah like wow yeah. That, that's the guy whose unjust death is causing all this chaos and but the, the reason i pointed out is because i think that his who he was as a man makes it very clear that this movement really isn't so much about him you know people aren't so much outraged about him some people are for sure but people wanted to push these, this radical agenda anyway, mm-hmm. and they're just using his death as an excuse, which I, I think is incredibly disingenuous, and I think people need to recognize that and not be fooled by it. The, the, these are people that would have pushed this anyway. They've just used this as leverage. This is an excuse. You can use people's emotional response mm-hmm. to this death, which was tragic. Yeah, use the emotional response to stoke continued victimhood, because once you've made... Once you've made society convinced that they're victims, you can get them to eat out of your hands. And we've seen it happen here in California over and over again, where the victimhood mentality has kept our citizens held back. All right, let me, let me uh, go into... There's a video that I wanted you to watch. What's up, white people? And the rest of you motherfuckers. 
I'm starting a trend. Look what I got. One, two. Oh, show them the bag. Gotta see the bag. Hashtag apology lunch. Go find yourself a black person and buy them some food. Hashtag apology lunch. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. It's, it's, it's very cringy. It's very cringy. It's. <laughs> I don't know which one I should be more insulted at. The fact that he thought that he he thought that out of his white guilt he needed to buy black people lunch, or should I be offended that he got Burger King? <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm still I trying to figure out which one should be you don't want me more to take upset you to at Burger King as reparations. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. White people owe black people some stuff. Let me get you some Burger King. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's not even a consolation prize. Yeah. If, if you're going to go that route, it's not even a consolation prize. No, that was that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Now, this one's a little bit more serious. Let's, let's have a look at this one. This... Why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. I want to talk about this. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the f*** do I give a shit about burning the f***ing football hall of fame, about burning a f***ing target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give up. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. I got so many problems with this video. I got so many problems with this video. I need to break it down almost second by second, almost line by line of what she just said. These people are the same people who have been voting Democrat for the better half of this century. They see injustice happen, and then in response to that injustice, they vote for the same party of people mm -hmm. who then are enabled to continue uh, allowing that injustice to happen to them. If you hate uh, the issue of police brutality that is happening in your district, and you believe that the police brutality that has resulted in so many people in the U.S. being killed, or, then what you need to recognize is, wait, who is enabling that to happen? Right. Right. Who are the lawmakers who allowed for this to continue? Mm -hmm. Can we then vote for lawmakers who will implement a positive change? So we have 10,000 law enforcement officers in L.A., mm -hmm. and they want to strip L.A., of its police officers and strip LA of 90% of its funding. 
This is how children think. Mm -hmm. LA City Council, they're pushing for the removal of $150 million of funding from the LAPD. Now the same city council members who are pushing for the stripping of the police funding also have a round-the-clock security yeah. detail by the LAPD. Yep. So they recognize the importance of law enforcement, but the very people who are pushing for defunding the police have not looked beyond their nose to see the long-term negative ramifications of not having police officers in their communities. They believe in their short-sightedness that many police tasks can be replaced by social workers and mental health professionals. Well, the problem with that is there are many radio calls that start as a as a welfare check, that start as a mental health check, that then devolves into a shootout. EMTs and social workers are not prepared and not trained for gang shootout. We also need to ensure that there's accountability within our law, in, within our law enforcement all across the U.S. to ensure that we are promoting good behaviors of these good and upstanding okay. cops, yep. and also immediately reprimanding and correcting the behavior of cops who are doing wrong, and if they're doing egregious things, get them out of law enforcement. Yeah, yep. no, they, I, they I don't agree. deserve to be in law enforcement. A lot of the there are instances of problems with police officers, mm -hmm. and I do say that you have to be careful with who you hire mm -hmm. because you have to hire men who are brave, mm -hmm. and you have to hire. Uh, men who are good. All right, Fine. big question, big question. Uh, ooh, fun. What is your impression of this white people kneeling to black people movement? I saw white people washing the feet of black people in protests. Folks, it is unnecessary and patronizing to be washing the feet of black people. And black people... It is disrespectful to have other people washing your feet cut out the act. It is absolutely embarrassing what's going on in some of these cities. Mm -hmm. We have police officers who are prostrate on the ground, almost proned out looking, um, apologizing to these protesters. Now, while we recognize the importance of uh, that there were terrible things that were done, by some members of law enforcement to the community, right. you don't go out being prostrate on the ground uh, begging for forgiveness. Yeah. That's not how we affect change. Yeah. Kneeling, it might make you feel good, but I'm only going to kneel to God. I'm not going to be kneeling to anybody else. We have, we have National Guardsmen who knelt in front of protesters. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this was on Sunset Boulevard and Vine, if yeah. I recognize the landmarks properly. And I thought to myself, what on earth is going on here? Yep. This is a branch of our military kneeling in front. So if we're going to effect positive change, let's start by one, recognizing that in America, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. Two, recognizing that fixing the problem is not going to be helped by demonizing the police. Third, recognize the importance of accountability for every American. Because when there is no accountability, it only enables further criminality. 
And let me say that again. When there is no accountability, it only works to enable further criminality. If there's no accountability within the police department, it only enables more cops who think they can get away with abusing people to abuse uh, our citizens. Right. If you don't have accountability within, our com within the rest of the community, then you have people who think it's okay to riot and loot and burn. Yep. Yeah, I, I have a, a very specific uh, uh, problem with the kneeling thing, which is that it's essentially racist, right? You've got one race kneeling to another race as if an entire race is guilty of some kind of original sin and another race is wholly innocent and perfect. Let me just say, there are bad white people. There, there are good there, white people. There are people. bad people in all races in America. That's my point. There are bad black people. I know that's hard to hear, but there are some bad mm -hmm. black people in this world. Yeah. And there are many good black people in this world. Yeah. What I think is an appropriate response, if you really think that there's a race issue in America, which I don't. You and I disagree about this a little bit. I don't believe there's a real big race problem from white people being racist against black people in America. But if you do think that, if you do believe that, and you feel like something should be done, I think that this is what needs to be done. This is called mutual respect. Right? I speak to you respectfully, you respectfully, you speak to me respectfully, and we just have a conversation. Yeah. We discuss what your issues are, I discuss what my issues are, and we come to some rational conclusion. Yeah. If you're not engaged with somebody, kneeling to somebody isn't engaging with them. That's not respectful. That's just a show. It is a show. It's a spectacle. Like what Nancy Pelosi and my opponent Karen Bass did, I believe it was yesterday, with they put the, on their the Kenty cloth yeah. <laughs> and they went kneeling. And you know those old people, their knees were going out. <laughs> you know their knees were going out. I think Nancy um, Pelosi could barely stand up afterward. <laughs> That was that was cringy. There's a lot of cringe going on right uh -huh. now. Yeah, but they have a problem with President Trump holding up a Bible in front of the church that they just burned down. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Who's... Right. Quick question. Quick question. Why do you support Donald Trump? This is a very easy question, and it's because Donald Trump... Our president, Donald Trump, is the vanguard for all of the conservative policies and platform planks of the Republican Party that I agree and align with. When it comes to American exceptionalism, I'm down with that. The Republican Party is down with that. Our president, Donald Trump, is down with that. When it comes to jobs and creating opportunity, I recognize the importance of reducing taxes and removing regulations to incentivize business growth here in the United States. Our Republican Party recognizes that as well. And President Trump is also at the forefront of that with bringing jobs back to the United States. We saw and we learned our lesson over the past three months when we saw that over 170 different uh, drugs, uh, 170 different prescription drugs are made in China. And we have been handing China so much leverage over the past few years that whenever anything would happen that would ruffle the feathers of China, they would threaten to hold off shipping the life-saving drugs here to the United States. Or there are certain ingredients for these drugs that are only made in China. Yeah. And that is dangerous because if we don't have those jobs and those businesses here in the United States making those drugs, 
we're going to put ourselves in danger yet again if something were to happen in the future where we would need these life-saving drugs. That's just one example. We have been uh, expatriating our U.S. dollar for all these years, just buying up China-made goods. Yep. And we need to ensure that we're making goods right here in the United States, but we need to make it financially enticing for businesses to want to do business in the U.S. Yeah, I talk about this in my last video. The Republicans are really you know, commonly uh, uh, criticized as being the party of rich people. And the Democrats are lauded as being the party of poor people. Even though they're the ones who put in place the policies that have kept black people poor. That's my point. My point is that, in a way, pe people are right. But it's not that, that, that Republicans only want to cater to the whims of rich people and that they hate poor people. It's not that Democrats want to help poor people and they hate rich people. Democrats want to keep themselves rich and keep the poor poor because it gets them votes. It does. The more, because if they, they can keep people on welfare, they can get more votes for more welfare. Because look, I gave you something, now give me your vote exactly. in return. Exactly. Republicans are the party of the rich, but the, the party of trying to make you rich. Black, white, and creating opportunity. Creating opportunity. Look what happened. We want to rise everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. Look what happened in our district. We had, uh, as a result of uh, Senator Tim Scott, mm -hmm. the opportunity zones that were put in place all across the United States. President Trump signed it into law. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's now working in yeah. many parts of the United States sure. that were historically redlined districts. So you have a Democrat president in the 1940s rolling out uh, federal housing loans only for certain communities that were not black communities yeah. Yeah. and shutting black people out of uh, owning property. And here comes President Trump mm -hmm. along now. Damage is being opportunity by yeah. a Republican president. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, here's right. another thing. I, as an individual, believe that all life is sacred, even the ones that are in the womb. Yeah. Well... The Republican Party also believes that we need to protect life at all stages of life. President Trump has been very vocal about protecting life at all yeah. stages of life. So I'm going to support President Trump and our Republican Party because both are supporting the right And this to life. is a critical point that I think a lot of people miss. It's like a lot of the black people that I know, the black families that mm -hmm. I've known in my life, are socially conservative people. Right? They believe in social, socially conservative ideas. Mm -hmm. They go to church. They're Christians. Yeah, they believe in those, those principles. And yet they vote Democrat. Yeah. Because Democrats basically try to convince them that Republicans are racist and they have their best interests. It's terrible. Now, think about this for a second. We had, uh, what was it, 1974, I believe it was, mm -hmm. uh, Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. You know, since Roe versus Wade, 46% of the black community have been killed off due to abortion. Our population would be, what, 92% larger right now had we not uh, kept aborting our children. And also, if we had two-parent households, that would instill values into our children. So now we have Democrats who have been pushing this uh, freedom for abortion uh, all these years. And you ask yourself, do you really want to be associated with the party that makes peace with murdering babies. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about end the black genocide. That, that is, is the, black, the genocide. black genocide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Two more simple questions. All right, you're gonna like this one. Errol Weber. 
you are running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think you will be a great congressman? I believe that too many American citizens have been defrauded out of their own inheritance by the Democrats that they keep voting for. I believe that we can fix a lot of what ails our community with conservative values and the conservative policies to back those values. Many of the things that hurt Americans right now and many of the things that Democrats or people on the left like to complain about right now are all things that can be fixed by applying a conservative approach to it. Errol Weber, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Please tell the viewers where they can potentially donate to your campaign. So I look forward to all of your support, and you can donate to my campaign at Weber2020.com. And you can also find me on social media, at Errol Weber. We are mobilizing hundreds of people to go throughout California's 37th Congressional District to go door-to-door and share our conservative message. So sign up for the mailing list to know how you can volunteer, whether you live in the state or live in the county and want to go walking door-to-door with us, or if you live out of state and want to do phone banking or share our media online. If you live in California. And uh, tell them what your Twitter is. My Twitter is at Errol Weber, and it's popping all the time. It's what the kids call fire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's good man your, your Twitter is one of the best alright bro you know what we've been friends for a while I love this man I highly endorse him he's one of the best guys I know he, if he's not the next congressman from California I will be a very sad person oh we need to flip a lot of seats here in California and I look yeah. forward to your support flipping the 37th district this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face that their policy of accommodation is appeasement If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, therein lies the road to war. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery.